ready in my entire life to do this right now. No something new for everybody. Time for a little Macarena. That's right. <laughs> Lev, what's up? What's up? It is not What Up Wednesday. It is Throwback Thursday. <laughs> look out. Look out. Lev, man. Look at us with here. the fancy two screen. I love it, man. We are doing, uh, yeah, I figured out how to finally do it. So, you know, I had a staff meeting last the night. Best and it is, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really too proud of that one, but, but I found out how to do it last night. Someone told me how to do it. I was like, now we're going to start doing it. Um, it has been a beautiful day here in Wilmington, Delaware. It's, it was almost a high of 79 here. So things are, you know, things are, are, are doing well here. And Ross, you're in Atlanta today. RJ, uh, how was uh, the weather down your way today? Well, Lev, man, the weather down here was delightful as well. It was not 79, I will tell you that. But it yeah. was a good 72 degrees, 73, I think. Um, Beautiful, man. It's planting season, getting out in the garden. You heard me right, getting out in the garden. I'm wearing shorts today though. So that's a, that's a, that's always a bonus when I finally get to wear shorts. I mean, so. it's really a bonus for anyone that encounters you when you're wearing yes, shorts. Yes, yes. To see the hairy legs, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the all white, the most pale thing you've ever seen. Hey, man. Uh, yes. Pale rider, yes. let it go. Um, yeah, so, so, Good day yesterday for me. I got the first vaccine shot, the Moderna. So a um, little bit, my my arm is hurting a little bit from where they they did it, but um, you know I'm okay. I mean I'm okay. I'm so happy to feel like I'm finally like you know getting out there again, and I I can't wait to have some normalcy in my life. Um, but we'll see. When that happens, you know, I guess uh, another month. I think it's the first week of April, uh, and I'm sure you all want to hear about this. <laughs> Dude, it's important to share, man. It's important to share, and I am going to say for people just like our followers and listeners and our loyal, uh, you know, 1973ites. Yeah, I, I, I just like really, them. I do really want to send a message. I know some people have reservations. I would like to encourage you to go ahead and do it. Um, it's not actually just an individual decision because it does affect everyone else around you. Um, there's something called herd immunity. So if we don't reach a certain level of people being vaccinated, then our whole society will not uh, do well. So it really does take a village, as Hillary Clinton once said. And all I'll say to that is trust the science. These are the greatest, the smartest scientists in the world yeah. worked on this. So I'm gonna opt to follow their lead as opposed to some jabroni sitting on the toilet who is looking for conspiracy theories what about that word? what this may do to my scrotum. What? Jabroni? Yeah, jabroni. That's a, that's a, is that Italian or something? Nah, no, I don't know. It's a rock made word. Oh, okay. Well, you know that I have about as much knowledge about rock as, you know, a 95 year old woman. I'm still <laughs> dancing around to 80s music, so. Rock's the best, uh, man. So, you ever watch that show, Young Rock, on NBC? Uh, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I'm stuck in the Dateline Murder Mysteries uh, series on Oxygen. I've been watching a lot of uh, murder programs to get, you know, past the time. Um, I, I find, like, when I come home, I'm basically brain dead. 
So I want to do one of two things, either watch sports or watch Dateline, and then I just go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> You're the guy that watches the Oxygen Network. You're yes, the one. Yes, well, Oxygen Network is all crime now. So it's not all women's programming. Yeah, that's, and, no, I, I didn't know. No, you got to know this, there's this program called Snap. Women do horrible things to men. Wait a minute. Our, our huge, maybe one of the biggest followers we have, Barry Martin, was a huge fan of Snap. He told me about it like 10 years ago. Women do horrible things to men on this yeah. program. Like they really, really, this idea that men are the abusers and murderers, I'm like, no. It's like men ending up getting killed, massacred. It's, it, don't, don't do your woman wrong. I'm going to tell you that. So. Yeah, that show scares me, man. Uh, I don't want anyone getting any crazy ideas. But uh, you know what we just started watching? Um, never seen the series Arrested Development. And oh, I am a, it's great. Yeah, I know. Did We're you see the Carl one, Weathers episodes like, yet? Did you see the Carl Weathers episodes where he's hiring Carl Weathers to be his acting coach? No, I can't wait for that. We're in season one. We just started. Oh, okay. so it, we take forever to watch. Buster? I love Buster. <laughs> and the other brother who... Uh, uh, Jude, uh, is it Jude? Something, the magician. Well, yeah. I'll just tell you something. Ioni Sky is on that program from time to time, and I don't want to ruin it, but I, I always had a gigantic crush on two actresses Ioni Sky from Say Anything and Jennifer Connolly, uh, who, you know, is, is going to be in the new Top Gun movie as Tom, Tom Cruise's love interest. When is that coming out? Do we know? I think it's this summer. It's like one year behind schedule. But that's going to be in theaters? I think so. I think, okay. Otherwise, they're going to lose a lot of money on that. What's going on with my hair? So, yeah. Eric Connor, wherever you're out there, if you could give us a date on that, is that I think that might be a July 4th release on that. Wow. So is it yeah. inappropriate? Is my son at, he just turned five yesterday. There's shout out to my son, fifth yeah. birthday. Uh, is he is inappropriate to take him? Because we watched. Top Gun might be a little inappropriate because actually that was the first love scene I ever saw on the big screen. So we watched Top Gun uh, last week. I kind of thought it was like an, you know, indoctrination into turning five. And so right, right. I actually paused on the love scene so he could really get clear view what of What Kelly McGillis was doing, which you didn't want. <laughs> it was important. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, no, so he watched it. So I'm curious. I didn't really pause on the love scenes. You sick? Oh, he probably um, had no idea. I forwarded through them, and I also was really torn about whether or not I should let him watch Goose Die. So what we did was I said I I uh, did all the I let him watch all the fighter jet scenes. Uh, and spoiler alert: if you're you know haven't seen this movie in what 36 years, um, and Goose dies, and so I forwarded it beyond where goose died and then i i think i forwarded it to the part where uh i don't i think they were at the party where iceman got the award the, the graduation, so, the graduation yeah. ceremony it's when so these two these two tools get the awards yeah iceman and uh shoot what was his partner slider 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 who ended up in a lot of bad 80s movies the actor Rick Ross, I lose his name. Ross Rick Rossovich. Rick Rossovich always ended up in a lot of bad 80s and 90s movies. He did do a movie called Flight of the Intruder, where he was sort of like the first time he was the lead. Uh, and and it wasn't too good, though. It was another like Man. pilot type movie. So um, we should probably get to the reason why our millions and millions of fans check yeah. in. 
which is to hear us babble on about sports and random 80s yeah. and 70s references. So, all right. Uh, so, so today is March 11th. Now, to me, March 11th is so important because it was a year ago that everything shut down. Uh, sporting events around this country shut down. I remember watching the Thunder, and I forget who they were playing, just literally get pulled off the court. Wasn't it the Jazz? I, I don't know, though, because the Jazz was the situation. Rudy Gobert. Had, right. Let's That's be right. honest. I'm going to curse here. He was an asshole. He put his hand and spread his mouth on the microphone. And uh, he, 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 of course, was the first NBA player to get COVID or diagnosed. And I think, um, what's his name? Uh, Donovan Mitchell got it very soon afterwards. Yeah. But everything shut down. And I, I just, I was thinking how horrible that period of time was because, you know, it was okay a couple of days, but they were showing reruns, reruns of all old sporting events and like football games from 15 years ago, like the Heritage football game up, which used to be the Potato Bowl uh, up in, in Boise. And I'm like, this is, this was starting to get to the point where we're watching all Phillies games from like five years ago. Philly's classics that really weren't classics. Yeah, uh, they, they need to go back a little further than five years to, to uh, replay the Phillies yeah. highlights, you know? There at really least, wasn't- ESPN. At least go back to the doc days, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess the problem was there really wasn't a lot to put on. Yeah. So like the SEC network, you know what they did. They like mined old games from the past season, but like they weren't really good games. They were like, Arkansas football game. Yeah, I think they're looking for programming. I think they had an idea of like how much they would need to fill, right? And so I will say though, watching college hoop while watching college football, to me, is so much fun watching some of these guys. Like I could watch those games a lot easier than I can watch a replay of a pro game, unless it's like an unbelievable game. But just like watching old tournament games, watching these guys who have become stars, um, play collegiately. I think that's a good time. Uh, I could watch that, but yeah, man, you're right. I remember Rudy. Um, I remember that game being stopped. I thought it was a jazz, but it's probably the first. It could have been, it could have been. I just remember them pulling both teams off the court and both, both the, uh, I guess this is the Oklahoma city fan base being really pissed off. Yeah. And it's like, so funny on? that they were pissed off and look at where we're, we're at right now. I mean, yeah. there's, they're obviously, you know, we've gone through a lot as a society and, you know, we went without sports for a long time. Uh, spring training was shut down and um, they were able to come up with some solutions. Some, I think good solutions with the NBA, with the bubble. Um, and then the NHL was up in, I guess it was up in two Canadian cities. It was up in Edmonton and Toronto. Toronto. Right? Mm -hmm. And then Major League Baseball, you know, let's be honest, had some hiccups. Uh, with, yeah. with the season they did a 60 game season so did the marlins ever get all 60 games in because they were like the hot spreaders remember they had when? to have gotten it because they made the playoffs um yeah. but they were you know as a result some of these rules had come forward that we would have never done like that seven inning double header rule which might yeah. be a good rule and the, these games that would go on forever, you know, doing extra innings where you start off with a runner on second base. Right. So if it wasn't for COVID, maybe we wouldn't be able to experiment with that. And I really do hope that they explore bringing back the DH for the National League. 
because if you're going to have interleague play, it makes sense. Yeah, and I, I agree. Often, yeah, I've often thought that maybe they should just go to an east-west central format with baseball, where they just totally get rid of the leagues and have east-west like every other sport has that, except I guess football, they don't have that, but like right. uh, ice hockey and uh, uh, basketball, I just think it would be cool because then you would be able to have the Phillies with the Orioles and the Mets and the Yankees and the Nationals all within like three three hours of one another. Yeah, and the Red Sox too. I mean, yeah, that would be interesting to see how that would play out. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I appreciated that uh, some of the things they did, right? That that uh, basketball let the players be a little bit more expressive in terms of aligning themselves with a social justice me uh, message. Um, and obviously it takes more than just words and, and we all know that. Right. Um, and baseball agree, like it was cool that they experimented. I agree, bring the DH back, let's make it more exciting. Um, you know, I have no problem with, again, I think I said this before, but once they put lights in Wrigley, it was like, you know, was up, up, I think the baseball traditions are, are okay, but like, I think I have no problem with a runner starting on second base and, you know, some of those games can just get unruly. Although it is fun watching guys like uh, Vinny Velasquez playing, uh, you know, out in uh, left field um, because they're out of players. So that was always fun. But yeah, man, it was, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about where we were and where we are and hopefully where we're going, right? I mean, hopefully... I think only excitement now as things are starting to open up and, you know, we're, I guess, three weeks away from opening day. I think opening day is two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, and what, what was it? Texas is gonna. To they said the Rangers were gonna have a full 100% capacity for opening day. I'm gonna tell you as we go into baseball, which is our, our first issue. I, I I gotta tell you, I can't stand that baseball stadium. It it lacks so much. You've been there. I've never been to the the new Rangers stadium. It just I thought you've been in the ballpark. No, uh, and I wish I had gone to the old one, which actually they were using for XFL football. Um, it's a shame because it just, I've been to um, the old, I've been to Progressive Field, which is the Jake in Cleveland, and that is a beautiful stadium, but I don't understand the reason why they needed to build a brand new stadium, um, but, you know, that's neither, neither here nor there, as yeah. they say, they say. Um, so, Phillies, um, I did do a little research. Um, yeah looking over the starting rotation competition. Yep. Um, and it's interesting. Um, Bryce Harper came out saying that this was a couple of days ago, that Spencer, Spencer Howard has to be somewhere in the future for the Phillies in that rotation. Um, yeah. And I know that, so we've got Aaron Nola is a definite starter. Zach Wheeler's a definite starter. What about Zach Eflin? He's a definite starter, whether you like him or not. He's your number three. He's your third best pitcher. Uh, he's been pretty consistent, was pretty consistent last year. He's your number three. I mean, I think I'd prefer him as my number four, but uh, the situation that we're in, he's our three. And then we got, um, who do we have? Matt Moore. Matt and Moore. Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson. Yeah. And uh, your Spencer boy, Howard. Your boy, Spencer Howard and your boy Vince Velasquez. Yeah, so Vinny Velo needs to uh, one-way ticket to the bullpen, um, and I can't believe that anyone's talking about you know this. Is this the year Vinny Velo finally turns it around? Because it is Groundhog Day with Vinny Velo every day. 
How old um, is Vinny? Is he old, Vince Velasquez? Is he about 30? I, I think he's 28. So we traded for him. We got him in the a deal with the Astros for um, – gosh, who, what was that deal? Was it – it wasn't in the Hunter Pence deal. It was uh, – man, I can't remember. I can't remember when we okay. – uh, anyway, neither here nor there. It was so long ago, and he's so mediocre. Um, he flashed. You know, he had like 16 strikeouts one, one game, right. but he's not a starter – Give me, you know, let's see what Chase Anderson can do. do. Let's see what Moore can do. Let's see Spencer Howard. To me, those are my guys. And Spencer Howard, the question is, you know, hey, do you send him to the pen? If, if he doesn't start, if he doesn't earn a starting spot, do you send him to the pen or do you send him to Lehigh to, to make sure he's getting his starts in? But uh, he's, you know, he throws like 90, he touches 97 with his well, that was That was the comment compared to where, you know, your pitching was last year where you might have someone that might hit 90. You've got right. someone who consistently throws in the high 90s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he's not going to get the starts, you might as well send him down to Lehigh Valley so he at least is getting a start every four or five days. Right. Um, and then you got Zach Wheeler also throws hard. He throws 97 too. So the, I, 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 maybe it's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, uh, an adrenaline thing. I just love to have hard throwers on my staff, you know, and I feel like last year in the Phillies bullpen, they didn't have hard throwers. Um, I, so I welcome them all, you know, I welcome them all. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, those are probably your, your six guys that are fighting for five spots, not even fighting for five spots, probably three or four guys fighting for the last two spots, right? right. In, the, in the staff. Four guys for two spots. Yeah. And then what about the pen? What are your thoughts on uh, some of the, some of the competition that's going on in the pen? Have you seen any spring training games yet? Have you had? The- I haven't. I'm worked during the day and most of these games are obviously during the day. Um, it's something that's going to have to be, you know, paid attention to, they open up against the Braves. I had written it down. They open up against the Braves and I get it like April 5th or something like that. And sounds right. And, you know, it, regardless of the Phillies get a wild card spot, the national league is, is so dominated by the LA Dodgers that it doesn't really matter anyways. I mean, I hope the Braves have a genuine shot against them, but the Dodgers are not rooting for the Braves, but the Dodgers, have become like the Yankees of old. And it's sort yes. of really disgusting. They become greedy. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of that team though, you know, they're, they're paying, they're buying their team, but uh, you know, and then you see like guys like Corey Seager, right? Did you see that article where uh, next year is going to be the biggest influx of shortstop talent? You got um, the guy from the Astros, you got uh, Trevor story from the Rockies, you got um, uh, Seager, and of course, Seager is 26 years old. This is a free agent class. Be, yeah, next year. Okay. And um, you got your go- your boy uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, and so he's a free agent with the Mets. Now the Mets are they weren't going to trade for him unless they were going to throw a right. lot of money at him. Totally agree, hundred percent. But if Seager some like I can you imagine the Dodgers not paying Seager? He's fantastic. He's going to be 26. If they don't, I would give him, I would back that truck up and give him Bryce Harper money again. Like he is unbelievable, but I can't imagine a scenario. Like you're saying, the Dodgers feel like the Yankees, you know, of the, of the 90s. Better pitching though. That's the thing. Better, yeah. better pitching. And so the, the Dodgers right. have eclipsed the Yankees actually as the dominant franchise in baseball. 
and they were mismanaged for years. So they have a good management group in there. That's somewhere I don't, have you been to Dodger Stadium yet? I have not. You're gonna, I, would, I, I was not you. overly impressed. I was not overly impressed, but but there is history there and you can hang out with the Tommy Lasorda bobblehead. So that- uh, Or Eric Connor, another fellow yes. uh, mention, second mention for him. Um, do you, have you, did you get a Dodger dog while you were there? I did, I had to. I got the all beef just to let you know, it's the only stadium I've been to where they actually, at this point, most of the hot dogs in baseball stadiums are all beef. They actually, for a dollar more, they charge you more for an all beef versus they offer two, a pork and an all beef. So you have to pay more for the all beef. So I just, I thought that was funny. And you can get a Dodger dog stuffed animal. So this is like useless information that if you decide to plan your trip for LA and you want to go to Dodger stadium, for a baseball game versus a vaccine shot, because they also do that up there too. You they can do get a Dodger dog and a Dodger dog stuffed animal. How about that, man? And you can go all beef, like you said. You gotta all go beef. all beef. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a story. Um, I have not been to a uh, Dodger game. I but, The uh, same weekend, this is yeah, cool. I went on Thursday night to Anaheim to watch the Angels play the Mariners. And then on Sunday, I saw the uh, Dodgers play the Angels in a, I don't, I, I forget, they call it an interstate series versus a subway series or something. They call yeah. it something. And Mark Trout was playing in that game. So you had like the Dodgers, but you also had the Angels fans. And I think Orange County and LA, they have a, it's a very different place, Orange County and LA. They're just very different. Yeah. We'll have to get a, a local. LA guy to, to talk about that. Mike Trout, yeah. man, we are blessed to be alive to watch that dude play baseball because that guy. And he, who, Mark Trout? Mike Trout. Mike Mark Trout, Trout's brother? Mark Trout. Uh, was Mark his Trout, team? his twin brother. His Mark bizarre Trout. brother. <laughs> uh, Mike Trout, man, unbelievable local guy. Too. Philly guy. Well, he's South Jersey. South Jersey, yeah. And guess what? He's a big what? Sixers fan, too, I'm sure. And Eagles fan. And Eagles fan. Yeah. And uh, segue into the Sixers. You notice how I segued there? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Well, tonight, uh, Sixers got the Bulls minus, though, unfortunately, Joel Embiid and um, and and uh, Ben Simmons. They are sitting out for COVID protocol. I believe they were exposed to their barber prior to the, <laughs> the All-Star game, and he tested positive for COVID. Um, Embiid is expected to play tomorrow night in Washington against the Wizards. And then both Simmons and Embiid will be in town on Sunday to play against the Spurs. So yeah. I think that there's a strong likelihood they're going to lose tonight, but I might be wrong, uh, even though it is a home, what's well, a road game. Harris has got to step up big. I was told it's not a big deal because it's just one game, but you know what? We're in the standings against the Nets. One game is one game. It's important. So I think they got to get one out of two. And I know that that sounds funny, but they're playing uh, the Wizards after that. And Bradley Beal just l- had lit us up earlier this year. And so I think, and uh, Zach Levine is a hell of a ball player too with the Bulls. So I, they have to get one out of two from between the Bulls and the Wiz. And then I think they'll be in good shape for the Spurs. Listen, call me an asshole, call me whatever you want, but here's the deal. I, I'm actually kind of happy that they didn't play in the All-Star game. I, for me, it's like, look, like Joel and Ben both got a full week off, you know, to get their bodies right. Like, and I know that they've been 
um, you know, away from the team and all of that. And now, and Doc Rivers is sick too. So he's out today. Oh, is he uh, sick I, with COVID? Not well, COVID? My sources tell me it's not COVID related. Your sources. Okay. Yeah. My, my sources. Uh, so um, anyway, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think they have to get one out of two from those two games. And then I think the they'll Spurs. be in good shape for the Spurs. The Spurs are in a bit of disarray. Uh, Mark's Aldridge, right? They're, they I read, I read about that, that he might be on the trading block. And the, the Sixers were a destination, which I don't really think he's going to be able to help us that much. And then the other name that came out uh, like yesterday was Will Barton from the, from the Nuggets. Yeah. So What do you think about that? Um, well, I could see where it would work a little bit. Now, this is interesting. I didn't know this is his ninth year. I mean, I know. I thought that, too. It's funny you said that. I he, feel the same way. He, maybe he came out at 20 or something out of Memphis. And yeah. that's the reason why he, he might not be like an – he might only be like 29. I mean, he's probably an old 29, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he's averaging about uh, 11.6 points a game this year. So maybe he could give them some offense from that position and they would just be able to bundle some contracts together like Mike Scott and a couple other guys. I think the major problem is he's his minutes have been gobbled up by like Michael Porter Jr. and a couple other players. So he doesn't yeah. really have a purpose on that team. I'd be happy with that move. We're not going to get like a, a superstar. I mean, I, I hope people realize that. I hate to tell you this, but I do think if he were dealt, it would be for someone like your boy, Danny Green, who I know you've, you've sung his praises from the rooftops. So I'm going to ask you this, Lev man, would you be on board with trading Danny Green straight up for uh, your boy? Barton. I think, Barton. It, I, yeah. And I think the contracts work out. Now, Will Barton, just to let you know, if you take on, if you trade for him, he's got a player option. So it's more than likely he's going to pick it up for next year. So that flexibility that you have with Danny Green coming off the books is gone. So, right. so of, that's something you got to factor. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he he's he kind of reminds me of like a bigger, like uh, Alex Burks. Remember from last year? Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't I, too... I, did you like I, Alec Burks? I liked Alec Burks. Yeah, man. I, I thought he was a good ball player. But, Maybe we uh, should have re-signed him this, this year, though. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess they were in a, a cap situation. They couldn't do it. But but uh, I, I, I put together, just like you do research, I do research. I put together a list of some players, and I want to know, are you buying or selling them? Yeah. Are you in or out on them? Okay. All right. Well, my first one, I, I've been meaning to tell you this one. Let me Let me first say this. You know the one guy who I really think the Sixers should be looking into? Well, I haven't heard his name mentioned at all. What? A former Sixer, Thad Young. I think he I would think be Thad Young, I, I, I think he'd be perfect. The problem is they seem to be, like, reluctant to bring back older players to the Sixers. Mm -hmm. but he, he, he brings so much to the table. He'd be a perfect backup forward to bring in for about 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, I just think he'd be perfect. He probably can get away with playing a little bit of center, too. Yeah, I think he's about six nine. Six nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that he, would be good. He's I, having such a good year too. Um, I don't I mean, think it would take very much to get him either. I don't either. I don't either. You may be able to hold on to your boy Danny Green. I don't know. He may have to be in that deal. I, I think right. Danny Green would have to go. So. All right. All right. You ready? Here's here's a few players I put together. So we already hit Thad Young. He was my number one target. Another former Sixer, Jeremy Grant. You interested? Yeah, but he's. I, I think he's signed. What did he sign a, a he just signed a three-year uh, 27 million dollar deal so unless yeah. they want to move him 
I heard that they were looking to possibly move him, that they, uh, you know, Detroit is, uh, who knows what's going on over there, you know? So he's only making, this is interesting, he's only making $9 million a year. He's Which got, is Danny Green money, right? Uh, I mean, well, not- Danny Green's making $15 million. So um, he's got, they have to match the salary. So they'd actually have to put someone in the deal to match the salary. Or they'd have to get a third team involved for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So we'll figure that, but yeah, I'd be interested in Jeremy Grant. Uh, Otto Porter, another bull. Yeah. He's, this is his last year, right? On that contract. I think it is his last year. He's got a $27 million contract. That's fine. I'd be happy. Again, you're going to have to match the contract. So you would take greens 15 million and then you would probably take Mike Scott Scott, and then you'd have to bring a couple other players yeah, no, I think that would be a good deal. I thought uh, he has had some back problems, so we we do have to be able to look over. All right, he is going to play tomorrow. He's playing tonight, I heard. So yeah. we'll see how he's how he's feeling. Yeah. All right, couple more. I got to run through these because we're otherwise the show is going to be six hours long. Uh, George, I'm going to give you a few names. George Hill. This guy's probably not available. God, I would love him. Jalen Brunson for the Mavericks. Yeah, he's not going to be available. Not available. All right, we'll skip him. Patty Mills. Rudy yeah, Gay, like PJ Tucker, any of those guys? PJ Tucker and Patty Mills, I both like. Really? Yeah, because they're vets. PJ Tucker need... just does nothing for me. Well, I mean, he is about 35 years old, so that's one of the issues. A lot of people don't feel like he has anything left. Um, but And he's like 6'7", and they always try to make him bigger than he is. I mean, he's – I think he might even be smaller than – I thought he was about 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, but uh, you might be right. It, and they play him at the five. Like, it's so funny. Well, that was what they were doing last year. And that was a big disaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I may be interested in, in George Hill just, or uh, Patty Mills to uh, help just take solidify that backwards. So they could also, what they could do is they could play Simmons off the point. And, and yep. that's something that I think they would like to do. They definitely have to invest in that going forward, regardless of what happens this year, they have yep. to address that. Um, so don't you hate when people say irregardless, by the way, regardless is I probably say it myself. Did I No, you said regardless. You said regardless. I feel like you're like a, a word, uh, 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 the word police over there and word police. Well, as a former teacher, I mean, this is what we do. We, we grade papers, see some bad grammar. So once a teacher, always a teacher, man, it's in your heart. So one thing that I wanted to end with the basketball and was, I can't stand this. NBA all-star game setup that they have. I wanted to go back to the East and West. I was watching some of the old games from the eighties. Now, granted they were wearing short shorts. Um, I really, really liked it. There was some degree of competitiveness that. Wait, um, you like the short shorts? No, no, oh. but I like to see, I like to see Larry Bird playing. I mean, I didn't like the Celtics, but it was nice to see like, you know, the East team versus the West team. Cause I never rooted for the Lakers players in the, in the NBA all-star game. I couldn't stand the Lakers players. I mean, I like magic now. I mean, I, I certainly felt bad for him when I was crushed when he said he had AIDS. I mean, that was HIV positive. That was a horrible day. I still remember that, but I hated the Lakers for what the fact is they represented this like arrogance from the West coast and they always seem to win. They always seem to win. The only team that beat them twice was the Houston Rockets, which is amazing. In the Western Conference, I don't even think it was the finals. They always seem to have their number, Houston. 
So yeah, no, I agree, man. Go back to the old format. Completely agree. I think it's way more fun that way. Um, I didn't watch a minute of the dunk contest, three point contest. Won the dunk contest. Uh, wait a minute. I know who won it. It was the guy um, from the Knicks. No, it was the kid. No, it wasn't him. It was the kid from uh, Derek Jones Jr. It was the guy from uh, no, no, no. It was Anthony Simmons. Anthony Simmons. So it was interesting that what is his name? Abi Topin or whatever. He brought his yeah. father out where in which he jumped over his father and someone else to dunk the ball, which I sort of thought was cool. His father is gigantic. It's obvious that his father was a was a bowler too. No, he might man. not have been an NBA player. He might have played in Europe, but he was a tall guy. I mean, so you see where he's getting it. And um, yeah, so. That's that's interesting. Wow, that's wild. And so, then yeah. we, we are about to start March Madness. So maybe yeah. next week we, we bring on a, maybe we bring on a special guest next week to, to talk through college yeah. hoop. But you know what I thought was interesting? And we talked about this before we went on air. And yes, I said on air, you're listening. You heard me correctly. Um, was that what's going on with Duke right? The COVID Duke, situation that Duke will not be in the, the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1995, which I was telling Ross was the first was when uh, coach K did not coach that year. He had had back surgery and they were led by one Cherokee parks. Was Johnny Dawkins the coach then? No, I think, uh, I don't even know if Mike Bray was because Mike no, Bray Dawkins wasn't was at Delaware at that time. He might've been coaching doing some of the coaching responsibilities because he hadn't gotten a job at delaware yet or he might have i might be wrong so i think i think bray was there i don't know didn't bray go to notre dame afterwards he went to delaware and we had our exciting moments i think we made it to the tournament and then he went to notre dame and he's been there for like 20 years yeah um so yeah i mean this is an exciting time um but we're not going to have major programs i mean we'll have programs but um, we're going to Kentucky lost today. They're not going to be in it. Duke's not going to be in it. This is not the same UNC that we're used to. They're not yeah. as good. Um, Florida state looks pretty good. They're the ACC program. The big 10 has something like maybe eight schools going. I mean, the big 10 with Michigan is very competitive. Yeah. Illinois, Ohio Iowa. state, Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Ohio state. I'm not buying Ohio state though. Um, yeah, that's and I think Gonzaga, you got Butler. Right. What I was thinking about Baylor, and then Baylor. Uh, Baylor, I'm sorry. And then what I was thinking was um what looked interesting was, you know, kind of looking if you study the top twenty-five right now, you ready for this? No Duke, no Carolina, no Q's, no Arizona, no UCLA, no Indiana, no Kentucky. Like yeah. it's remarkable to look at the at the top twenty-five right now. Yeah, no blue bloods. Although I guess Kansas, but I mean, yeah. there's so many. It's interesting. We've had an influx of older coaches taking over programs like Lon Kruger coming to Oklahoma and Bruce Pearl going to Auburn. I guess Auburn's probably not going to make the tournament, but people have gone to schools that traditionally didn't have great programs and have been starting to build up really, really good programs. Like I guess it's Leonard Hamilton at Florida State. Yep. He's made them into a really, really good program. So I'm going to be excited. Unfortunately, it's not going to have the same steam as previously, but what I was telling you is they're going to do everything in Indianapolis. And I just think this is pretty cool for this one-off experience because they're going to be playing games at Mackey Arena, which is in um, where Purdue plays. They're going to be playing first, uh, first four games, Assembly Hall. Then they're going to be in the first round. They're going to be at Purdue. 
Bankers Life Fieldhouse, which is where the Pacers play. They're going to be at Hinkle Fieldhouse, which is, of course, where they filmed the final game in Hoosiers, the movie, which yeah. is one of the best sports movies ever. So they're going to have games there uh, around the clock, probably not around the clock. And then they're going to do uh, the final four um, at Lucas Oil Stadium. And I'm assuming they'll probably have as maybe what, 20, 25% capacity in there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it'll be something to be remembered because we didn't have it last year at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely correct. And I think the other thing that's interesting, right, is like as they seed, right, your number one seeds and it's advantageous because they play regionally closer. But as they're playing there, you know, Purdue is not good, obviously not going to be a number one seed, but they could potentially be playing very close to right. their, uni their, their campus. I mean, that's a huge advantage, don't you think? It is a huge advantage. And I, I just think that this is going to be an interesting experience because I'm wondering, unfortunately, if you're going to have a situation like Duke where there was a spreading of the vaccine, where are they going to keep these players? How are they going to do it? Our team's going to have to forfeit. I guess this is something we're going to see because they're going to, we've, this season's been a screwy season. So I'm not certain how they're going to do it. Uh, they're trying to do a bubble, but remember, they're not leaving like a two-week quarantine period, if I'm correct. So it'll be a little bit difficult to do this. I, I hope it works out because uh, I, I, this is going to be much, we need this. Uh, I, I've never been to March Madness, but some of my fondest memories are of March Madness and one shining moment. Uh, yeah. It is beautiful, man. It is yeah. beautiful. It's a great time of year, man. March Madness is so much fun. The conference tournaments leading into Selection Sunday, leading into you know, the Sunday. Thursday. The Thursday, Friday, uh, you know, the games go until midnight. I mean, it's such a great time of year for sports, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that this will probably be the year that Gonzaga wins. I actually think so, too. I would love to see Mark Feud get this done because that is the greatest story. He never took the money to leave. He didn't take the money to go to the big program. I think he might be one of the only people that ever did that, didn't do that. He he could have gone to probably one of these other schools. We just never know who offered him. I'm assuming he probably got some offers from the Pac-12 just because that's closer to him or maybe an ACC team. But he didn't do it. And he stayed at Gonzaga. They built a cool arena there where the fans are right close to the floor. I think it's called the uh, – it might be the doghouse or something. Uh, and – or the – you know, so – it's, it would be a great thing for Gonzaga to win. And I, I'd like to keep uh, my eye on that as we go further. And we should know something by the first week of April. So in about three, three weeks, we should know uh, who's won college basketball championship. And then actually um, today, and I guess this month, uh, we're starting to see college pro days in football. And mm -hmm. then we will eventually, as we move further on with 1973, we'll get in to the NFL draft as we go further on. Oh, I can't wait for our special NFL draft show. It's going to be like nothing you've ever heard or seen before. Very exciting. I've and got maybe next lot. week we'll, we'll do a, uh, like I said, an NCAA hoop preview. So if you're a follower, if you're a listener, if you're a lover of the Lev man, like, like everybody is, let us know and maybe we'll put you on the show for a special guest spot for next week. I think it's so much fun talking college hoop. And, and as you were you talking might, about- Do you want to do, we could actually go through the brackets next week. If That'd we finish fun, man. before, 
if we do this before, uh, we got to do this before Thursday then. Before Thursday. And then we can go through the brackets. We can go through some of the upsets. Uh, it'll be interesting because a lot of these teams will play to uh, different amounts of games. So it'll yeah. be hard sort of to measure one game that one team that played 20 games versus another team that played 27 games. It, it, this is the one season that will have that. So, and then you have a team like Ohio state, right? They, what they've lost like four in a row, but they're all to top 10 team. Like it's crazy. They create yeah. But you know, I just want to say one, one last thing for me in terms of college basketball, you were talking about Gonzaga and I was just thinking to myself, it is incredible what few has done with that program. Like Gonzaga is a major college player, you yeah. know, um, Baylor is a major college, uh, you know, uh, program at this point you got, uh, was it Loyola Chicago again, like there are San Diego, yeah. San Diego state. There are these major, like these teams. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, majors. what's that? The last mid major to go this far, you've got to go back to UNLV really, I think. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, but remember the George Mason team and even the, yeah, but the, that was the, that was a one-off thing that George, but made. this is what I'm saying, but this is part of the beauty of it. Right. Like I think a team like Loyola, right. They, they had a run a couple of years ago, a team like Baylor has been good for years. A team like Butler took, what was it? Duke to the Dude, limit. Last shot. Um, yeah. I mean like this stuff, Gonzaga is there every year. San Diego state's a pretty, you know, consistent program in terms of what they've been able to do out there. So I, I love this stuff. I love the fact that it's not just like you said, the blue bloods in there right. or college basketball is truly seems to be a more balanced scale more often. And this is why a lot of people say they take college basketball over pro basketball any day of the week, just because it's a one-off tournament where number one can lose to number 16, Virginia lost a couple of years ago and yep. it can just happen. And it's pretty darn cool. And maybe the NBA should do that. Maybe a one-off thing. It would be cool, but then they'd need 64 teams. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, you can do it with 32. 32, maybe. 32. You know? So, but no, I, I'm with you. I also think Michigan's going to be a really tough out. Uh, yeah. I think they're a really talented squad. So, um, you know, without looking at brackets, because obviously they're not done yet. Um, the we will, we will have them. We will have them on Sunday. And we yeah. will get back to you folks uh, next Wednesday. Please keep sending in the comments. We love to hear from you. Uh, I am sounding off from here in Wilmington, Ross. We love, we love you guys. Love you, Ed. I'm in a loving feeling, man. Have a great week, everybody. We enjoyed it. All right.